Welcome to the Three Hole Kage's podcast. We're your hosts, Kay, Kareem, and Hanif. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, which is the 22nd, yes, you heard me correctly, the 22nd um, Assassin's Creed game. Um, and it is a, a direct um, sequel to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, however, the, the story, for the most part, is a brand new story. So if you have not played a previous Assassin's Creed game, um, this is a good starting off point. Um, so Assassin's Creed Valhalla is, just as the name suggests, um, is set around uh, the Vikings. Um, you are the character of Eivor, which similar to Odyssey, you have the option of making it a male or a female character um, based on your choices and based on how the beginning of the story goes. So you pretty much start off as Eivor in a Viking village. Um, you're doing what Vikings do. You're having this big feast. Everybody's getting drunk. Um, even as a kid, they want you to drink, which I won't comment on at all. That's just all part of the game. Um, and in the <laughs> middle of this feast, um, a battle breaks out. Um, so you have to basically uh, go through this sequence where you're just trying to survive. You're trying to figure out who's attacking. You're watching your friends, your family, your parents. They're all engaging in battle. Um, you're watching your mother even kill people with, you know, axes, which is, is pretty exhilarating mm -hmm. um, to watch this sequence. Um, and then, as you would expect, um, things reach ahead where your father is given a decision. Either he can stop fighting um, and save his people just by giving up his life or he can continue fighting and risk everyone's life in the village. Um, and if you've seen any movie, if you've played any game, if you've read any comic book, uh, you never choose to give up because you know what's going to happen next. Um, so the father pretty much, he said, if I lay down my weapon, will you spare everybody else? Um, the attackers say yes. As soon as he lays down his weapon, they kill him, they kill your mother, and then they start trying to kill everybody else in the village. Um, you survive because you're, he's not really your brother, but he's one of your friends. He's the son of... Uh, one of the kings in um, the area, his name is Seeger. Um, so he's taking you on his horse, you're trying to escape. And then at the last minute you get hit and shot. Um, you fall off the horse, Seeger falls off the horse, and then you're attacked by this wolf. What happens in the sequence is you become desynchronized, which if you're new to an Assassin's Creed game, uh, this is something that's gonna blow your mind because Assassin's Creed now is based off of uh, a modern day story and a past story. So in the modern day story, you're still playing the role of her name is Layla Hassan. Um, she's going around, she's trying to find information related to these artifacts um, that were connected to the gods. This directly picks up from Assassin's Creed Odyssey where you were going after the Greek gods, um, the artifacts that they had, and now you're doing the same thing with the Viking gods. We're doing the same thing with the, the Viking gods. Um, she has her own device um, and she has her own team um, of assassins. So it's not like you're not, if you play one of the early Assassin's Creed games, you may remember Desmond who was locked in this, this room. He couldn't get out. Um, she's not limited to that. She basically can wander freely in the area that she is. You can go in and out of the Animus anytime you want to go from the modern world to, <clears throat> to Avar's story back in Norway. What occurs is when you're desynchronized, there's a glitch in the matrix, so to speak, uh, where there seems to be two stories. 
the, the story is what gives the option of choosing a male or a female character. But it also introduces choice in this game, which is a continuation from Odyssey. So the game, the story in this game is dependent on the choices that you make throughout the game. Um, so fast forward a number of years later, um, you have Avar. he's in Norway. Um, he's trying to go after the, the individual who was responsible for his parents' death. And this is where the story starts off, uh, where you basically have to uh, recruit enough help in the area in order to get revenge for your parents. Um, but that's just the taste of the actual story. Um, so I haven't finished the entire story just yet, uh, but so far where I'm at is the story takes place in Norway and also in England. Um, so you ultimately get revenge against the individual who is responsible for your parents' death. Um, you reclaim your father's axe, but as a result of your recruitment efforts, um, you're now faced with a decision of, do you support the person who is gonna become king or do you support your brother who is upset that he did not become king? Um, and I won't give away why he did not become king. And, and pretty much everything you described all comes before the title screen of Assassin's Creed about how I yeah. show up on a screen. <laughs> yeah, so it's, so it's, it's what's incredible about the game because you think you're doing so much. Um, there's so many different areas to visit. It pretty much throws you into the world and it says, okay, you can go to this area, but of course it's an open world game. So you can basically go in the completely opposite direction if you want to. Mm -hmm. um, and that's pretty much what I did. They said, hey, go to this area. And I said, nah, I'll go the other way because the map looks pretty big. I want to know what's over here. Um, so I, I played the game for probably the whole first weekend. Um, and then after the first day, I said, you know what? I didn't realize the game is literally just starting. So I spent hours in an area that was pretty much the tutorial to the game itself, um, <laughs> which is pretty incredible because even though you, go, you can revisit the area at a certain part in the game, and I'm certain that it's going to lead you back to that area at the end. It's still a lot of content for you to be in an area, um, play it for hours, and still not realize that this is only the very beginning of the game. Um, and this is one of the things that I love about the Assassin's Creed series, because it's not just a character that you inhabit. Um, it's not just a series of tasks that you inhabit. They really want you to experience the world, and they weave a story that is tied into a certain historical events where it seems um, plausible. They take these gaps in history and they mm -hmm. twist them around and they, alter, they offer an alternate explanation as to what could have happened. Um, so Hanif, I know you, you wasn't a, a really big fan on, on Odyssey um, compared to, um, to Assassin's Creed Origins, which was set in Egypt. But one of the things I loved about Odyssey was the, some of the side quests where you could literally hunt down different gods um, or different um, mythical creatures connected mm -hmm. to um, Greek mythology. And there was a story behind it. Um, this was somehow connected to uh, the ancient ones, uh, the weapons that they created. And these were, these were incredible battles. And you would have all these different perks, different weapons um, that you would gain from it. But I love the way that they weave these mythical creatures into the story of Assassin's Creed. They didn't, um, so they didn't have those and I think they had a few of those where you had to battle some of the gods, uh, not not ancient Egyptian gods, but some of the, I guess, the um, 
alien gods or higher you know, uh, aliens inside of uh, the Assassin's Creed uh, origins when he's in ancient Egypt. Those battles were, were super difficult. I think I don't think I've finished any of those. I, I finished the game, but I was like, I, I think I was either over, uh, well um, uh, underprepared to fight any of those guys. I, I think yeah. I died a handful of times. Like, no, this is actually not a requirement for me to finish the game. Avoid this area over here and keep it moving. Yeah, and it, it's it, you're right. Those aren't things that you're required to do. Um, but it gives you more activities to do to to be a part of the world that they're creating. Um, and it's the same thing with Valhalla. Um, so I haven't gotten reached a point where you, you you can go after these mythical creatures. Um, but I do see how that's being weaved into the story. Um, so when you go from Norway to England and you're you're brought into the world where you can truly explore, um, this is where the game opens up. So yes, it is an open world game, but you're limited by the fact that if you're not at a certain level, if you try to go into the wrong area, you may be finished with just one blow. Um, mm-hmm. So even though you can go anywhere, you're limited by that aspect of it, unless you're extremely talented and you can make sure you're never hit um, by a character that's a higher level than you. Not happening. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And and so this is where they, they make you feel like you're an actual Viking um, mm-hmm. because you have a long ship um, that you can take anywhere you want to. Uh, when you first arrive in Norway, in, in England, um, you establish a settlement um, that you can build up over time. Um, so one of the main quests is to always increase the level of your settlement, um, which you can add different shops to it. Um, you can add different um, different houses that may also increase different buffs for your your, your Viking clan. Um, and you can you can unlock additional quests um, as part of this, um, which is something that I love. Is is it has a, a, a series of um, where Assassin's Creed has always been in order um, of assassins, where I've always wondered how they, but when they used to just call them assassins and Templars, like how are they always behind the Templars in terms of organization, um, if they have all of these answers. Um, so the fact that they, they, they've expanded on that, where it's now really, it's not Templars, it's ancient ones, it's just order. Um, the fact that you do have this settlement and that you're building it up, um, is excellent because the beginning of this game, you can't even do a leap of faith, which is a trademark move from assassins. And when I saw that at first, I said, ah, oh, come on, I was disappointed. I mean, it's a minor thing where if, if you're not familiar with the leap of faith, where you can climb to um, the sink point and you just jump. And it has the sound effects, it has a certain jump. And early in the game, he was just pretty much flopping. And I was like, oh, come on, you got to be kidding me. There's no way they took that out of the game. Mm-hmm. But it's something I, I that you also have to, to unlock. It. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so it's something that you have to unlock. Um, so Avar, he's not a member of the Assassins initially. Um, they're, they're, uh, you meet two individuals um, due to Sigurd. He brings them to Norway, and they start discussing um, the Assassins with you. But you really have no idea of how deep um, this goes, which is some initially, which is something that I enjoyed because it's a building that you also unlock in your new settlement. Um, when you unlock this building, you can now start assisting the assassins, which opens up uh, pretty much your hit list um, in the world, which they call the order, um, where you can, instead of just being given targets that you can just go find whenever you want to, you have to actually unlock clues to go after these targets, which is similar to Odyssey. 
um, which again is, is something that that I, that I enjoy because it, it it makes you feel like you actually are hunting down members of a secret order um, as opposed to only hunting them as part of the main storyline. Um, yeah. So this is also in the settlement where it unlocks these these missions, which you don't have to do to complete the game, but it gives you something else that you may want to do in order to feel more like an assassin. There's also, um, uh, as I play the game, uh, basically, you're, you're, like I said, you're a Viking from Norway. Uh, it tells the story of uh, Eivor um, as they, I guess, carve out his own path as they uh, take over, as the Vikings take over, um, uh, I guess, not so much ancient England, but England prior to like the year 1000. I think this is like 800 and something uh, AD. When I see, when they first introduce you to um, the uh, Order of Assassins, um, Assassin's Creed, uh, those individuals, like Sigurd says he, he met them when he was traveling over, um, you know, basically in, in Constantinople. Uh, well, he didn't call it Constance Noble, but we know it. I felt I thought automatically these were left; these were characters from Assassin's Creed Revelations. But I re- and then doing my research, I realized that uh, Revelations was actually takes place after this game. That's one thing about Assassin's Creed, where they, the, all these stories don't sometimes don't always fold right into the previous one, where the timelines jump from uh, something more recent to something further back in time. Um, but I always enjoy Assassin's Creed and uh, Ubisoft's um, uh, Montreal and how they create these expansive worlds that allow us to presume this is what it was like during those times. This is, you know, the colorful imagery and the beautiful landscapes and stuff, um, especially in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You go to some of these high mountain peaks and these vistas. It kind of reminds you like you're playing Lord of the Rings, like you're watching Lord of the Rings on, on, on television where they show New Zealand, you have these you know, expansive green pastures and mountains in the far distance and stuff like that. And it's really nice. So I can only imagine what it looks like on the PS5. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the thing, it's, it's, it's incredible. And we, we do have to discuss the, the PS5 on it. That's for an, another show. Um, but the graphics are, are, are truly incredible. Um, especially with the the ray tracing as as the PS5 offers. Mm -hmm. Um, Imagine uh, being in an area where you have these beautiful mountains in the background. Um, You have green pastures and then there's a lake. And then you dive into the lake and while you're swimming, the sun is just rising. So you have the sunlight literally coming into the water when you're swimming. And it's not that it's it's, it's, it's pre-drawn. It's the fact that it's calculated every time you move. So the light source is, is, is remarkable. No matter which angle you turn at, it's, it's showing it correctly. Um, I, I took a number of screenshots just based off of that alone, um, which I'll post so that you can see what I'm referring to. But I just find myself at times just looking to take excellent screenshots, similar to um, Ghost of uh, Tsushima, uh, which is you see a scene, and you're like, okay, how can I angle the character um, to basically take a selfie. Um, <laughs> and then it's the same thing with, with um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, because it makes you want to explore everything. It makes you want to use your bird in order to fly high um, to, to look at what's in the area um, because that's another thing that this game offers you when you first start it is it gives you the options of set, how to set your difficulty. Um, and not just on whether or not you've played a previous game, um, but also in terms of how you want um, enemies to respond to you in terms of stealth, 
but also how do you want the game to notify you about markers? Um, so I went with the minimal markers, uh, which means that it doesn't just give me like objection markers. I have to pretty much read the notes that they give me in the game. I have to use my birds in order to um, try to find what I'm really looking for. Um, and that, that just enhances the experience because when you have graphics that are just you know, pretty much mind blowing, um, it feels like you're more immersed in the actual game um, as opposed to just seeing like a big you know, green symbol on top of somebody's head saying, hey, this is where you need to go. Um, the fact that you have to look into the details, you have to locate the buildings, uh, it's, it, to me, it's, it's just an, an incredible, incredible experience. Um, and in terms of the, the choices that the game uh, gives you, uh, there's also a little bit of mystery um, in the beginning of the game, uh, which is there's a, a riddle that Layla Hassan and her team, they have to resolve, which is you have to, you found Avar's body, um, mm -hmm. which is what allows you to go into his or her story um, and experience his or her life. Uh, but the riddle is also, um, you have to find the, the mad one as well. And so part of the story is who is the mad one um, and how can you identify this person in the midst of, of you following Avar's story. Um, so the person that you have with you in this, which is, o is Odin, uh, which of course we know is, is gonna be connected to the ancient ones um, in some manner, but we still don't know fully um, Odin's connection to Avar and what Odin may ultimately want from Avar. Um, so the, the main story is, is to me still compelling. Um, there seems to be a, a bit of um, a fission between um, Avar and Sigurd, not because of where the story is now, but because of the visions that Avar is having. Um, the visions are letting him know that whatever you're dealing with now, something worse is coming. Um, you're going to betray your brother to, in some way, which you don't really know which way that is because the story is still unfolding. But the fact that you can make choices in crucial moments of the game, uh, you do have a little bit of control as to uh, what ultimately may happen, um, which is one of the things that I can appreciate. Uh, but aside from the the story, the gameplay itself um, is, is pretty addictive. Um, and it, it does introduce a, a, or refine a couple of Assassin's Creed um, features uh, in, in, in a good way. Uh, so you, of course, you have um, your skills tree which you can use in order to basically level up your character. Um, the skills tree is based off of uh, three sections, which it, it doesn't really make sense to me uh, because no matter which route you go down, you're still given some of the same options. Um, so the, the choices you have are stealth, uh, combat, and um, range. And you can either dedicate your skills to just one of those trees or you can just spread it around as you see fit. Um, the interesting thing is once you start unlocking some of these skills, uh, you may be in the range category, but you're given the option to increase your stealth damage um, once you keep dedicating skill points to that, which makes it, you know, I guess a more balanced character. Uh, but so far from what I've seen, it doesn't give you that, that full customization over how you want to play, um, just based off of the skills tree alone. Um, there are certain options that you can unlock, um, 
which is if you look at the skill tree, there's a bigger icon, which is, for example, um, if you stay on the stealth tree, you may unlock a big perk call like stealth recon, um, which allows you to automatically highlight enemies um, yeah, when you're trying to, to sneak around. Yeah. 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 But in order to get to that, you have to dedicate so many of your skill points to the stealth option. But you can um, also do the auto um, auto assign for some people who, who don't want to go every time you get, uh, I guess, new skill points to automatically go in there. It'll randomly uh, appoint those skill points to an open slot. So for those who don't want to do it, just want to just play the game and let, and let the skills develop as they, as they as it happens, that's an option for you. Yeah, yeah. And which is a good option too, I think. Um, it takes out some of the, the management of um, your skill points. Um, I do like to go around and, and try to customize my character. Um, I don't know what if I would have been given the same options as if I did the automatic assignment. Um, but I would have to say I'm, I'm probably balanced unless I see a big shiny ability that I say, hey, I need to unlock this. And then I just focus on trying to unlock everything around it. Um, but the skills, the skill points and the skills, they're, they're still pretty interesting in terms of um, the character's uh, movement and fighting style. Um, so Avar, he pretty much has, uh, as I just mentioned, stealth attacks, range attacks, and um, melee attacks. Right? But you can customize his inventory to effectively change your gameplay style. Um, so you have an option of Equipping two weapons, uh, equipping one two-handed weapon, um, equipping a one-handed weapon and a shield, um, or you can just mix and match in the middle of, of a fight, um, which is something that I enjoy. So, for example, um, I had an axe in one hand, um, and in the other hand, I had a flail. Um, and that's, what, that's how I was playing, because I've seen it in movies, I've seen it in the anime, and it looks pretty cool. Um, trying to actually fight like that, it wasn't as easy. <laughs> it wasn't as easy because the timing is so critical. But I, I but I enjoyed it because it felt realistic to me. Um, but then I went back to the old trusty shield because I'm like, you know what? I like to parry attacks in ways where then I can unlock a, a stun attack um, that causes massive damage. Um, so I pretty much just, I'm going the route of a one-handed weapon and a shield. Uh, but you can customize um, how you want your character to fight. You can literally have a, use a shield as a, as a way to, as your main weapon, um, which puts you more on a defensive, but even those little changes affects how the gameplay actually is um, when you're fighting against enemies, which is something that I can appreciate. Um, so in those cases, some of these choices for the skills, it can make more of a difference based off of how you want to equip your character. And of course, every item um, pretty much comes with the option to upgrade, whether it's by um, collecting enough supplies and materials or by going to um, uh, a blacksmith in order to um, unlock more um, options to upgrade your weapon. And, and of course, they have the, the usual rooms so you can add on you know, um, different perks for weapons, for armor, um, things of that nature. But another, uh -huh. no, I was gonna say I was I agreed that um, with the weapons. Uh, I mean, I guess there's also for me what I liked about it when doing the different raids and stuff. You have to kind of pick out which weapons work best for you in certain situations, because you may get the two-handed axe 
or you may use a um, uh, regular um, long sword, like a long sword or just a regular blade or, or um, a regular or just or an axe and spear combo. Sometimes when those raids happen, you, I had like four or five uh, uh, enemies around me trying to take them out. At the same time, you got your your uh, team, your clanmates with you as well, trying to uh, sack this village. Some, I, most times when it happens, I just got to get the, the long sword out and just you know, swipe everybody down, just cut everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it really changes your your gameplay. Um, even the bow, even the bows are, are much different. Um, so whether you're using a hunter bow, or a light bow. When I first switched to a light bow, and I was trying to use it the same way as a hunter bow, I shot like five quick arrows, and I'm like, what is going on? Is it a glitch? But it's each weapon feels different. Um, mm-hmm. So you're right. Depending on the raid you're on, um, you may want to switch up weapons. And the thing about it is you completely control the raid. Um, so if you're coming from your ship, you can just approach it and just, you know, say start raid and everybody on your ship, they just rush um, either the village, the, the, the military base um, or the monastery as you fit. But you can also go in first by yourself. Um, you can go in first as stealth. You can spot out who may be the strongest enemies. You can take them out through assassinations. Um, and then you can literally call in the rest of your crew. Um, mm, okay. That's one of the options that you have um, as part of, of the, 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 in, the in-screen wheel, um, which is you can call them on that horn from anywhere to, in order to start the raid, or you can just pretty much handle it yourself. You may want to just get in there, get the treasures, um, take out that one person and leave. Um, so you do have that option of either going to full-blown raid or going in in a stealth manner. Okay, I know uh, Kay was uh, asking earlier. Um, now, and also you had mentioned earlier that you can select your gender uh, for Avor, so you can play as a female, you can play as a, uh, a male. Does that play into you? Since you're further than me, do you do you believe or do you know if that plays into the storyline? Uh, your gender? Um, I don't. I don't think it will. Um, and I, I say that because I, I know that there's going to be uh, romance options. But if it's similar to um, Odyssey, um, that that doesn't seem like it's gonna it's gonna make much of a difference. Um, and that's something that I can maybe it'll make a difference in terms of the way certain characters interact with you. Um, mm-hmm. I would have to play it again in order to see what that difference is. Uh, but in terms of giving you a full access to um, the character's abilities, um, to the choices that you're given, um, I don't think that that would make a difference just based off of what happened in, with Odyssey. Um, but the, it may play a role at the end that may change it up. But I, I think it would be a it would it would be a big misstep if they they limited the game based off of someone wants to be a male or female character. Well, they may do that to allow you to kind of force you to do a replay. So now you okay? You played as a Aww. woman. Now you come back and play it as a man. But I mean, I know I, I know as far as romance goes, uh, I think you can already, you can already have um, same gender um, uh, relations. So you can so Avar can hook up with a female Avar can link up with a, a female character and a male Avar can link up with a, a male character. So I don't. Th- so to me, that's that doesn't define uh, the character. I was I was wondering myself as well if there's some hidden storyline or maybe there just might be some uh, some mild uh, dialogue between characters that yeah. might reference the person's gender or the way they talk. There might be different tenses for um, female. Vikingers and, and male Vikingers or, or whatever. Um, 
I mean, you're, you're further ahead. Are you going to try to get 100% trophies? You're playing on the PS5. I'm playing on the PS4. Are you going to try to get um, platinum and get all 100, uh, 100% trophies? Um, it's possible. It's possible, depending on what, what the trophies are. I haven't looked at um, the trophies just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it, this is a game where I feel like I want to I wanna pretty much explore everything. Um, I love getting into the lore. I love getting into the um, codex pages. Um, the history mm-hmm. of these different sequences. So it is something that I, I feel I want to do. Um, however, if there are trophies where, it, like you said, it requires a complete playthrough again, um, then maybe not. Yeah. Um, and just from the standpoint of there, there are a lot of games that are coming out um, that I won't <laughs> mention, <laughs> but even this week. And um, so I, I don't want to have to, I don't want to be required to mm-hmm. play the game entirely again. And this is a long game. I mean, it is. I, I'm not, I'm probably not even 25% of the way through. I can't fathom playing this game from scratch again. Even if I have all of the weapons and skill tree, just going through all of those side missions yeah. and main missions to actually um, finish it again a second time. Like Spider-Man, Miles Morales was easy. I, I knocked, I could, once you finish it the first time, you can knock out um, playing Spider-Man again uh, on any difficulty and under a weekend. So yeah. I mean, I, like I've gotten 100 on Spider Man, so I can't see myself. I don't. I already know I'm not getting 100 in this game. There's no way. I I finished uh, Assassin's Creed Egypt, and I think I got maybe 80. percent Like there's some things that's just like I I I can't. Do, I ain't got time. Yeah. <laughs> time to do this. I'm sorry. Y'all can hear me now. Yeah. Oh wow! It freaking finally works, Jack Rabbits. <laughs> I like how neither, but I like how neither one of y'all noticed. Like, yo, she's being awfully quiet and she's didn't listening. think. Yeah, I think you were listening. Since when am I ever that quiet? <laughs> I don't know. I was wondering why. I was like, she's not. Even when Nani tried to pull you in, I was like, okay, I guess she doesn't. She doesn't do a wellness check on her. Yeah. I swear. See, this is, this is how much I feel the love from you two idiots. But <laughs> no, not, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna edit this part out. Please <laughs> yeah. stay here. But no, I'm sorry. You were saying about how like you're not gonna get, you're gonna stick at your eighty percent, and Kareem, you're gonna try to go for a hundred. Are you not gonna try to go for a hundred percent? I know you can hear me. No, no, Kareem's not gonna do for a hundred because he's 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 gonna try to do uh, as much as he can. But he's 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 got new games coming out. I think we got Cyberpunk coming out um, Friday. No, no. Thursday. My bad. You know what I realized today? Um, I'm getting it for the PC. And I actually get it a day early because it's on PC because yeah. of the time difference. But it said that you can't. Uh, I know they already put out a notice saying that they don't want anyone to start post. I think no, September. Okay, so yes, yeah, so September 9th, They uh, Cyberpunk. They post on YouTube saying it's they don't out. want people posting uh, footage and video stuff of the game before the ninth. So you're, you're fine then. I thought you yeah. about it. You could get it even earlier than that. So I, I don't mind. I don't mind doing. Um, Fun things like collectibles, like in Miles Morales. It's like, okay, I wanted to unlock every um, sample. But in Assassin's Creed, where you have to just sometimes collect pages, um, it, it's not as enticing. It's a bigger world. It's almost yeah. like saying you're playing Miles Morales and you got to go into actual apartment buildings searching exactly. for, for you know, pamphlets and, and artifacts and trinkets. But would that actually make it better? For a completionist, it would. It, it has no bearing on the actual game. Um, like for Miles Morales, when you finish the game, uh, there, you know, you get this like um, scavenger hunt. So you, you, know, you get a postcard from your mother on the back of the postcard. There's a um, um, like two or three sentences as a uh, clue to where the next um, postcard would be. So you got to go around the city and 
find it. But I mean, it's not truly too much of a scavenger hunt because they show you where the next postcard is as far as where, what part of Manhattan it's going. You go there, then you got to look around and find it. So it's, it's like that, but imagine doing that for like probably 30, 40, 50 pieces in uh, exactly. Assassin's Creed. And you, you've played Assassin's Creed, I, I believe. So the world is much, much bigger than New York. Spy, yeah, spy, yeah <laughs> much more bigger than the island, the abridged version of the island of Manhattan. Harlem is like three blocks. Yeah. And you I don't mean, know where page is. You have to literally explore every corner in the world or yeah. just look online. It's, the control it's no will fun. vibrate when you get near a building that has it. Like, okay, this is... Yeah. I'm just playing the main game. I'll do some side missions and I'm going to keep it moving. It's like playing a Witcher. Witcher exactly. has so much stuff to do, but I mean, again, if you're a completionist, you want to make sure you, I've done everything, then this is going to be a game for you. I know. Have, pull up a chair, enjoy yourself. It's, it's a great storyline. Uh, we're not going to spoil any plots here for you so far since it's still an early game out. Does somebody die? Yeah, people die. I'm not going to tell you who yeah. dies, but people die. Yeah. <laughs> the title is called Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. I'm trying yeah. to make friends. <laughs> yes, you are. You're trying to make more assassin friends. Yeah. Yeah, hug you with this blade out real quick. Right. No, no. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> but wait. Like, I, okay, go, go ahead. They're like, you know, you know, you know, Viking guy. For every location. Um, that's something that I would love to do because I'm going to do that anyway. That's something I want to do, but to collect pages in a book where you don't know how many pages and you don't know where they are, uh, that that may just be a little bit tedious. Okay. But I have a question. Why did y'all both choose to play it as a male? Why why didn't y'all want to play it as a woman, as a female? I want to play it as a, as a gender I, I'm used to knowing. I don't know. For me, it was just random. Um, it's based off. And of I don't. I, I, don't need, I don't need an additional level of difficulty. Yeah, <laughs> 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 already. Ladies already have it. I have it much more difficult than dudes. I, I don't need that in my video games. It's <laughs> like I need my video games. Like I like my life a little bit easier. Thank you very much. <laughs> Final level: Assassin's Creed breaking the glass ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but see, the thing is, you do play as a female character, just in Girl. the modern world. Yeah, because I'm like in the modern world, but I mean that's different. She well, I haven't gotten into any part. I was gonna say she's not running around with an axe, but I don't I don't know if that even happened. Anything like the previous games that you are gonna have to um complete some missions with her. Uh, so I, I do enjoy that um aspect of it. Um, I, I just I just sometimes it's just random for me, depending on what was the last game I played. Um and then I said, hey, I'll just go with this character. But in this case, it was just like Hanif said, it was just it's, it's more familiar for me. Okay. Um, I feel more immersed in this case. Okay. I'm not judging y'all. <laughs> I'm always judging y'all. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you're totally judging. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't but, say anything because I don't I haven't played. Like, I mean, we all I can go about what you guys are saying. And I'm like, from what you're saying, I, it felt like something like I would really want to play. But I'm sorry, I'm not cool enough to have gotten the PS5, so can't play it. And it would tank my my current laptop, so that would not be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. It would. HP is not necessarily the best laptop mm. for gaming, at least not mine. No. I think no. would kill this thing. I'd be like, oh, why is it burning? Why is there smoke coming out? Oh, okay. I didn't need this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that. Yeah, you can't yeah, use yeah. it for anything else. <laughs> and this is a demanding game in terms of graphics and 
um, interactions and characters on the screen at one time. It would it would definitely burn your laptop out. All right, so maybe we need to have a discussion about what would be a really good laptop to get to play the game since y'all are both are apparently well no, you're gonna be playing what's it called as a PC. So yeah. then you could tell us like what's the like what do you realistically like how does it feel like previous Assassin's Creed game Assassin's Creed games, did you always play them on a gaming system or the, the or like the PC? Um both. So I played some on um PC, some on the console. Um in some ways I it, it depends on 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 what the developer focused on. Um in some cases. Um sometimes games may run better on the console because that's what they, they primarily focus on. Um in other cases it may they may run better generally on a PC depending on what kind of rig that you have. Um so like Assassin's Creed and I played them on the, the PC previously, I loved it. Um I love playing on the PC. Um the level of detail and some of the um, the characters, the the speed of movement, um, a lot of that is 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 refined, and it's much easier on the PC. Um, the last two I've played have been on um, console. Uh, well, actually, the last three I've played have been on the console. Um, just for the fact that it was it was convenient at the time for me. Um, I didn't want to, you know, I wanted a bigger screen, um, the TV versus the laptop that I that I had at the time. Um, so that's what would play the role in, in the decision to play it on a console. But it, either way, um, it depends on what they focused on. If it works better on the PC, I, I tend to prefer playing it on the PC if my, my system can support it. Um, but on the other hand, sometimes you want to just be able to sit back on your couch and have a, a nice nice TV to, to play on. Uh, okay. Cyberpunk, I wanted for the PC. Only because I think um, the CD Projekt Red games, uh, uh, they play better on the PC. They have more details, um, just in my experience, than you would see on a console. Okay. All right. See? Yeah, I haven't played any of them. Uh, it's been a minute since I actually played a, a piece. And I, well, no, um, Age of Empires, but I, 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 I don't really count that as a... Um, uh, a modern game, as far as along the lines of something you would play on a console too. Those those kind of games don't tra- to me doesn't translate well into a console only because of the control system. Yeah. So would you consider getting one, um, a game in the future on a PC? Um. Yeah, because now that I got this. Um, well, they don't pay us to advertise for them, so I'm not going to say what brand of laptop I got. But I got, <laughs> I got myself a, a new laptop uh, about three months ago because um, my um, my Surface uh, uh, crapped the bed after four years. Uh, so this one, I definitely have the ability to play. It has the hard drive space. I have the the um, the video card in it that I can play something on it. But I was just was so focused on the console stuff now. I probably would be interested to see what um, Cyberpunk would look like on there, but I would get it um, just so if I'm doing it that way. I definitely want to get it through through Microsoft so that way I can at least see if I can get the the um, achievements and that can cross tra- that can translate over to my Xbox account. That way I can continue getting my uh, uh, score up. Yeah, it, it's really good. And another reason I would recommend um, gaming on the PC is if you have Xbox Game Pass they have free games for the PC that they may not have for the Xbox itself. 
Um, so there's some brand new PC games that are free on um, Game Pass as soon as they come out. Hmm. So I'm like the king of free games nowadays. It's it's, it's incredible. <laughs> like what free game can I get? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not really free. You're paying for the subscription, but you know what I mean. It's ultimately you're saving money in the long run. Right. That makes sense. Now, we we talked about, you know, the greatness of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Are there any gripes that you may have uh, with the game so far? Um, so far, uh, it's just, yes. Um, there's some, some little uh, technical um, issues that I have with the game. Um, mm-hmm. So, for for example, one of the things I, that I have a problem with is when you have to literally push up against a character in order to speak to them. Um, so, <laughs> so the the range in which you can walk up to someone and say, "Hey, let me press the the triangle to speak to them." Um, sometimes it's a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. Um, you have to walk around a table in the store to get up to the face of the seller to say, mm-hmm. "You know." Um, let me open the screen. So that that's something that that's minor, but it but it is a, a little bit annoying. Um, also, at times, I think uh, the the battles <clears throat> when you want to locate um, like treasures or armor or pages, and when you're conducting a raid, um, and you highlight by using your eagle's eye, it, it stays highlighted too long. Um, so sometimes the coloring is a little off-putting. Um, it, it takes you out of the immersion when you just want to quickly see something, um, but then the characters are still highlighted in red or green. Um, so that's something that I wish you had more control over to just, um, you know, maybe click the button again in order to remove it to go back to the regular setting. Um, but uh, aside from that, I think um, at times it's a little bit, um, the battle is a little, it can be a little bit chaotic, um, which of course is is how battles can be. Um, in, in general, but you literally have enemies at times who they do not even recognize you're there um, if they're fighting somebody else. Um, or you can be in one area of a raid and people in the other area of the same town, they have no idea what's going on. Um, and and it doesn't take fully away from the experience, but considering that I put the, the enemy alertness on a higher level, um, it, it's something that I would expect to see a little bit more of. Um, because if I'm walking through a town and I put my hood on um, in order to try to be able to walk freely in the town, they notice me if I walk too quickly. Um, yeah. So on one hand, they notice if I'm walking too fast in the town where I'm a complete stranger. But when I'm conducting a raid, uh, they don't notice me if I'm in the same area and I'm literally burning down the rooftop. Um, so those are just minor gripes that it it doesn't take away from the overall experience. Um, but it's just something that, you know, you, you do notice from time to time. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I guess it depends on the, upon the weapon selection. Um, usually it's like, it feels like you have to kind of gear up your, your swings. Uh, it's a tricky um, timing where you have to either uh, time it where you block or uh, dodge and at the same time have to basically get your either your heavy or your light attack already geared up because certain weapons take you a long time to swing it. So there's been times where I dodge and by the time I'm getting ready to swing, the guy's already moved out of the way or he's already, or he's already got a shield up. So it's like, um, we're, we're playing this uh, strike parry, strike, strike parry game until I can get someone else from my raid to you know one of these other non-playable characters come by and, 
and uh, hit them or distract them. Most times what I've done is just I back up far enough where I can shoot a few arrows uh, like into the legs and weaken them. And then I can run up on them and, and finish them off or, or something like that. Yeah, and I, I agree. That is something that um, is, is an issue with the combat. Um, the concept of it is, is really good with the stamina, um, the light attack, the strong attack. Uh, but the execution of it at times, like you said, is, is pretty much yet you have to anticipate your moves, um, like two moves in advance. Um, where the, the quickest response you have is if you have a shield equipped, it's blocking. Um, mm-hmm. Blocking literally stops your animation. Um, and sometimes it makes the, the enemy's animation stop completely where they just jump back. Um, so that is one of the things where it's like, okay, if you want to do a heavy attack, um, you have to be careful because either it's too slow and they're going to hit you back or you're going to run out of stamina. And so it, it takes away some of the intricacies of the combat unless you're fighting the boss. Um, then those intricacies play a little bit more of a factor in terms of um, strategizing how you want to attack. Um, but you're right. I think in the raid, it, it, it gets a little bit too chaotic where you have to time two, three moves in advance, which realistically speaking, um, is not always going to be um, something that is going to be possible. Yeah. But I mean, o- overall, uh, the game is it's it has like any other game, it has its um, gripes, but uh, they're few and far to me. Anyway, it's few and far between in comparison to the pluses of the game. It's definitely worth yeah. playing um, if you can afford it. No, uh, we don't have a, another stimulus check coming out from the government anytime soon, but it's definitely a game I would say you should pick up for the holidays. Yes, absolutely. Even if you've never played an Assassin's Creed game before. But don't play it as a dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, don't yeah, just try something different. Step outside your comfort zone and play as a lady. Yep. <laughs> And then let us know what happens. There may, there may be some hidden dialogue or, or uh, scenes that may not be available if you play it as, uh, the, uh, the, I guess, the default character as male. Because on, on the box art, it's a, it's, a, it's a male Viking, not a, a, a woman. Yeah. Well, you know, you have... if it was, if it was, a, if let's be honest, if it was really like a female Viking on the cover, how many people would actually have bought it? Like, oh my God, I'm so gearing to go. I think I would have. I mean, I would have. It's still Assassin's Creed. It's, I mean, it's unless the thing, unless the game solely depends on doing something that's okay, just because she's a lady, she's doing something way different. But if the storyline is similar to the last uh, of well, last 21 Assassin's Creed games, where it's more about the story and not so much the individual person. Um, I would be for it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would play it. And then if the gameplay and the story is interesting, I'm absolutely, I would get it. Um, it, it hasn't stopped me in the past, but it, I'm not even going to mention the, um, the adventurer because that's someone I know that people probably throw out there all the time. Um, but I've played a, a ton of games, um, um, female protagonists. Um, you continue to do so. Okay. What I would be curious for of those since you're playing it as on the ps5 he's playing on the ps4 i would love for people that are playing it on the computer like as a pc if they would give us their feedback about like because I'm, I'm like i'm i'm generally curious about like how the gameplay is different because they have to like the company has to make this massive game that has to appeal and you have to do the same things or at least some of the same things like or are there like hidden differences between the console version and maybe the PC version. No, that would be interesting. I don't know what those, what the differences outside of the graphics and performance. I don't know 
if anyone's developed something where the PC will give you, there's something in the story or the game itself that's um, the the console individuals um, are unable to access. It'll be interesting. I didn't I didn't hear the whole part of it. I don't know. I think the headphones go in and out at times. Uh, no, I was saying my question was basically like, I wonder if people are playing like what the difference like for the people. Yeah, it's possible, like, but I, I haven't heard anything for this particular game. Um, but they do do that at, from time to time. Every um, platform has some kind of exclusive in order to get people to buy for that platform. Okay. okay. Um, but I wanted to say The Last of Us 2. Um, that game that I finished, I played, did probably everything in it, and you play as two female characters. So. <laughs> You mean okay. the game that yeah. seems to be leading? And, and, but, that, but remember, in that, in, that, that title, um, I think it's that Last of Us 2, people were complaining because the main character was had a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, people are just... I think they... I think it's all smoke screen. I think they... Um, they just don't want certain characters um, at all. And so they, they find these complaints and they... they like with... Um, that him though being black. It's like now all of a sudden everybody cares about him being black, but I think it's just that they didn't have a black person in it. And they use that smoke screen for their complaints, for authenticity or things of that nature. But Yeah. That makes yeah, probably. Cause I'm just I'm I'm like thinking, I'm like, what would be like what's a like how is it different? Like is there really a change? But there probably isn't. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook under the name Three Hokages and on Twitter and Twitch while the guys game, which is Three Hokages Podcast. For more episodes and blogs, check us out on www.3hokages.com. And that is three, the number, H-O-K-E-G-S.com. And I feel like Vanna White, those numbers have turned. Thanks again for listening to us. Have a great time. No itch when I kick it cause it's pre-ordained When I spray, pull a three Hokage We on sight, think a night, maybe move away It's hard to see three ninjas when they move on stage Now we're tuned of the sound of the new old age Book words more clever, the stakes is higher The stakes is higher, based on the day it's wired The culture ain't a case of day-to-day attire Respect the frame, the man's is fire Pay homage, we can speak about us Pay homage, we can speak about us Pay homage, we can speak about us